Hello, and welcome to the Real Health Talk podcast. I'm Zach Gould. And I'm Jordan Davey. Together, we're here to go deep into holistic health and make it relatable for your everyday life. We're breaking down complex topics into clear, actionable advice, covering nutrition, movement, mindset, and lifestyle. Join us for engaging episodes where we transform holistic health from a concept into a daily practice. Whether you're just starting out or you're a health nerd like us, this podcast is here to help you on your journey. So let's dive in, go deep, and understand what the true pillars of health are and how you can use them to live your best life. It's Real Health, Real Talk with Zach and Jordan. We've got a few things we want to talk about today. We've got heaps of things we want to talk about today. But what we want from this podcast is we want to give the listener a clear understanding of what holistic health can look like to them and how they can implement it into their life. Because what I see, and I think you can agree more than anyone, is there's a lot of confusion right now. Mm. What is the best diet? Should I be fasting? Should I drink water? Should I not drink water? Like, it's it's full on. Vegetables are bad, vegetables are good. Meat's good, meat's bad. Like, you know, where do you draw the line? And you have to figure out, well, what does that look like for myself? So the intention of this is to try and bring you ways of thinking to implement health, whatever that looks like, into your life. Would you agree? 100%. And when we think of holistic, the great, the great man, Paul Check, yep. breaks it down, holistic. Yeah. So it's ticking all areas. 100%. We're not just focusing on what your diet looks like, how well you sleep, what supplements you're taking. We're looking at everything mm. on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. 100%. You know, and we are going to go deep, but we want to create it in a way that all listeners can take away something, but can take action on it because we Mm. know that health requires action. And like you said, bro, nothing changes if nothing changes. So the coach, i.e. us, can give you all the tools, and we will, we'll give you many of tool, but it is going to come down to you being able to actually take action on that and put it into your lifestyle. And hold yourself accountable to it as well. exactly. And not not focus on... The things that are going to try and shortcut you there, which mm. is the way that the industry is now massively focusing, like we spoke about, yep. majoring in the minors. Yeah. So stepping away from what the foundational pillars are, which we are going to discuss, yep. and focusing on a supplement or a biohack mm. or this new diet fad, yep. something that's going to skip all the hard work and consistency Yeah, that is what real health is and 100%. how to create that change. And I think... Real health to me doesn't look pretty. And what I mean by that is it doesn't look fancy. It it's doesn't. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's it, not sexy grounding or going to bed early. 100%, getting bro. Getting off your phone. 100%. You know, waking up a little bit earlier, going out and getting sun without your phone, not listening to music, getting connected, starting your day right. Like all of that stuff takes effort, but it's, it's like you said, it's not sexy. But. If you can grasp what we think are the pillars and the foundations, you will create a really good structure within your life. And it will be sustainable as well. 100%. Because that's what it is. It just becomes a practice in those different areas. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I guess without going too deep into the rabbit hole today, 
who is this podcast for? Like, is it for everyone? Is it for, you know, health nuts like us? Is it for someone trying to lose weight? Like, who's it for, bro? It's for everyone. Mm. And it's going to change in terms of what, what we've spoken about before with whether you have a dream or a goal or an objective that you're trying to reach or you just have a nightmare that you're trying to avoid. Mm. Regardless, there's one of those two avenues which is going to motivate you and drive you to create change. And if you're lost right now, then this is going to be the perfect podcast for you because this is where you're going to learn about things that you probably haven't heard before when you've gone to a doctor, when shit's hit Mm. the fan or what you read or what you hear on social media because we're breaking it down in a way where it is going to be actionable and it's not going to be too far ahead. Mm. It's not going to be a turn off and be like, oh, that's so far away. I can't even imagine myself getting to that level because that's that's not what we're about, either no. of us as coaches. No. And we're not going to really tell you what to do, but we're going to teach you how to think mm. because sooner or later, your health will become your number one concern. Bang. And it's whether or not you want to pay for it now or suffer later. Exactly. You can choose to make it your priority now or you'll be forced to make it later. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's, it's living in either the lifespan or the disease span. Yep. Eventually, it's going to come to a point where you're at that crossroad. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I really love the concept of getting people how to think, not telling people what to do because... Health is going to look different for everyone. And this is why we're not going to go down the realm of focusing on one particular way of doing things. We're not going to sit on here and preach carnivore. We're not going to sit on here and preach things because that comes across as like telling our way rather than telling a way Mm. because there are so many ways. Because if, say for example, you dealing with someone that has incredibly low stomach acid maybe a carnivore diet (laughs) might not be the best thing for them yep 100% so it's like alright cool even though I do agree with some things that Mm. these diets have to offer nothing is ever in absolute and that's what we want to bring to you because if you can walk away understanding the decisions that you need to make for yourself to get to the destination that you have been chasing, then you're going to be much clearer on the actions that you need to take rather than being like, oh shit, like my mate's doing this and like it's worked for him and I've tried it, but it didn't work for me. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And then you get into the trap of just like looking for the answer all the time. Yeah. You're constantly chasing like, what can I try next? This didn't work for me. What can I try Mm. next? This didn't work for me. Yeah. And you know, Sometimes there is a lot of that, but me and you have already done that. Me and you have already done the things that haven't worked, so then we can give you the answers that you might have been seeking why it didn't work. Mm. True? Because that's what my whole life has been up until this point and will continue to be is I'm trying things to find out ways to find answers. It's like, oh, I've tried this and it didn't work. Mm. because I don't want you, the client, to have to try all these different things. I want you to be able to get to your destination quicker and I'm going to figure out that for you. But you have to be able to trust the person that's giving you the information. Mm. You have to, if you're looking into health, 
you need a mentor, you need a leader, you need someone that's going to guide you to wherever you want to go. Someone that's going to hold you accountable as well. Definitely. For the days when you can't get there yourself, when your motivation levels are down, when the roadblocks come, they're there to help you get through. Definitely. So there's always someone in my corner that I can turn to when I'm stuck, whether it's business related, um, relationship related. It's I've got so many different people in my corners for those things because I get stuck. Mm. I don't know everything. You don't know everything, but I guarantee you have people in your corner that has the answers to the questions that you're seeking. For sure. And, and that, then and then that's the way you look at the most successful people. They've all got mentors. Yeah. And that's the way you truly learn and the, the way you truly get results is yeah. you find the best in that specific area mm. and you, you follow them, you listen to them, you learn from them. 100%. And then it also then creates you to be the mentor. Mm. So like... If you're a man in a relationship with a woman that's your wife and you have kids and you become the healthiest version of yourself, then you become the mentor for the family that's around you mm-hmm. because you're leading the way. If you're not in a place of good health and you're always struggling, you can't you can't take control of any actions because you don't have the ability to but when situations come up in your life whether it might be financial relationship stress all of those things you then or someone else around you is suffering then you can be the mentor for them and that's what i think true health is is like once you know it you can teach it yeah and i love that 100 percent. and then the next thing we're going to talk about is how you feel is subjective Mm. which in terms of of relating it to you how you feel now i guarantee is not how you felt 10 years ago 15 Mm. years ago 20 years ago you might remember how you felt a couple days ago you might remember a week maybe a month then you're starting to push it and over that time your baseline can just have steadily steadily dropped drop 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 so now for you to be an eight or a nine out of ten Mm. 10 years ago, that may, may have only been a five or a six out of 10. Yeah. And through that process, you've now come accustomed to the way that you feel and you can get trapped in the belief that, oh, maybe this is just normal. Maybe it's normal to be bloated. Maybe it's normal to have low energy. Mm. Maybe it's normal to struggle to get an erection, like all these different things. Mm. Yeah. And then through that process, when you step into your healing, that's how you learn that your ability to feel better is unlimited. Yeah, that's so good. So what I was talking about the other day with someone was like, I think I was talking to you and I was talking to a client who's killing it at the moment. And I was talking about people that don't know how good they can feel, don't have a reference point on what that looks like because Mm. they've never been there. And that's something that I always think about. Like, I always think about where I am now. Am I feeling the very best that I could? I'm not sure yet because I don't know what it's like to feel the very, very best. But that excites Mm. me. But when you have never felt good and you've only felt bad, you probably don't even feel that bad because you've just put up with it. You don't actually know what it's like. So you've got no reference point. Exactly. So when you start talking to these people, 
you know, conversations with work colleagues that may not be in the health industry or other family members or other mates that, you know, might not be in the same position as you. And you're like, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. They probably don't get it because they've never been there. Mm. So coming from a place of, you know, love, which is that's all I'm trying to do when I'm having conversations with people. Mm. And they're like, I don't get it, man. And it's like, ah, then I put my hat on as if I... It's the environment they've been in. You are your environment. You are your environment. You are the people that you spend the most amount of time around. Yep. That's who you are. And that's the energy that your your state will be in mm. through the energy. That's the choices that you'll make and the behaviors that you'll repeat, yeah. which result in the outcomes that you've, you're in now. So I guarantee if you do get healthy or even understand what it's like to feel a little bit healthy, that becomes your new reference point and you'll understand what it's like to then not feel optimal or a, a slightly suboptimal and then you'll keep chasing that feeling of where can I now go with this yeah. but you need to start you need to feel something you need to feel a change whether it's like three nights in a row of better sleep or yeah. what it's like to be quality um, what it's like to have quality hydration like, yeah. or to breathe properly or breathe properly like whatever it, whatever it is you need to feel something so then it's giving you buy-in and then you get momentum from there 100%. and then you're able to build and the reason why it's an issue for so many people is because in today's world, it's so easy to be unhealthy. Yeah. It takes effort to be healthy. It's cheaper to be unhealthy. It's more convenient. Mm. In society, within your friend groups, if you're the one not drinking, you're the one that gets the finger gets pointed at. Yeah. And it's the one drug in our culture where you have to justify why you're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because... Once I let go, I never had to come up with an excuse of why I wasn't drinking. Mm. I just said, I'm not drinking. They're like, why? I'm, so I'm just, I'm yeah. not, I don't want to. The first year of that, you're probably like, oh, oh do I need to justify oh, I've got to go this home early that. because of this or whatever. It's exactly with me now. Yeah. Like, and no one questions me nah. when I'm out either. No. Nah. Whereas back then it's like, oh, mm. why aren't you drinking? You're a pussy, this, yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the culture. But... At the end of the day, I was the one that needed to change, not the people around me that needed to. I was the one that just needed to be honest with myself and be honest with them and not lie to them because I'm then giving them false hope that the next time we catch up, I'm going to drink because I'm coming up with excuses. I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to myself why I'm not drinking. I'm lying to myself why I might be making other choices. Whoever had it said from the very start, the day that I thought to myself, I'm not going to drink anymore or whatever it might be. If I'd have said straight up, I just don't want to drink anymore, they would have been like, oh, why? And so I just don't want to. Mm. They would have accepted it and then they wouldn't have questioned it. But I kept saying, oh, nah. God. Justified it. Exactly. Yeah. So then it's leading. Yeah. yeah. Giving them reason. Giving them reason. And then within that, what we now determine in our environment, in today's world, our standard of a healthy person is so low that we consider it to be the absence of illness mm. if someone's eat like think about the fact bro that we've literally got a health food section in a supermarket we've got a health food section so what the fuck's the rest of the supermarket mm. yeah and with that as well if you're eating clean oh you're on a diet yeah yeah it's labeled we're again. so far away from it mm. like if you're not going out if you're having an early night, if you're reading, if you're grounding, mm. you're the weird one. Mm. Even though that's how we were, bo- our 
biology and the way that we were born and meant to live yeah that's how we've been for thousands and thousands of years but we've come so far away from that and yep. gotten into so much complexity yeah that we've lost that simplicity of what real health is mm. and look not to go down a massive spiral but capitalism has ruined that like that's trying to make money it's big companies trying to make money when you walk into a supermarket it's all them it's all pro- for profit it's all profit man yeah and it's all just feeding it. And unfortunately, we're just a cog in that system. We, mm. We've bought into it. Mm. Where if we didn't buy into it, or if you, the individual, doesn't buy into going the conventional way, mm. then you, you soon realize when you sit back and you look at it, there's this kind of this separate world going on. And if like you look into it, you're just like, holy shit. Like, I used to be a part of that. Mm. And it comes down to education. Yeah. and understanding what that system looks like and understanding that that system is not serving the deeper purpose of health, you will then soon realize, holy shit, this is pretty fucked up and I shouldn't be a part of it. And it comes back to asking questions. Yep. The more questions you ask, the more mm. you you, de- you dig into it, the more you learn. And it's just a snowball effect from there. And eventually you get to the point where the metaphor you swallow that red pill there's no going back mm. you eventually know too much to ever go back like i remember yeah. there was a point where i'm just like fuck like i'm not gonna eat anything that isn't organic ever again like i'm not gonna buy something that's not yeah. organic like from that dirty dozen ever again yeah but that didn't happen overnight no the same way drinking yeah. i didn't just all of a sudden just cold turkey it for it sure it was a gradual process where i'm like all right this is gonna be the last time and then a few months later you'll have another big night and then you'll be like, fuck, all right, this is the last time. And then four or five months later, it'll mm. be like, this is the last time and then it might be a year and then you're slowly creating that change. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And look, maybe, just maybe for you, it's never the last time. Maybe you start with saying, I'm going to minimize it. Mm. It's not going to be the last time, but it's going to be less. Mm. And then you move into something that's a little bit more realistic for you at that time. Like if you're 23 listening to this and you're going through all of your fun years and I encourage you to go through your fun years and enjoy those years, doing all those things. It's like, okay, maybe it's not, I'm going to quit and I'm going to stop. Maybe it's, I'm going to reduce it and look into some other things so I have a little bit more balance for now. And look, the goal for me eventually, like you said, is to get there in however long. And that's cool. That means you've got a mission and you're on a journey because you can't be perfect tomorrow. But you can start. Exactly. You can start to just think about it a little bit more. Mm. What can I do tomorrow? Mm. What can I do the next day to be a little bit better? 1% better each day. Atomic Habits, James Clear. You do that, you're 37 times the person you were this time next year. 100%. And guess what? Along the way, you're going to fail. Yeah. Along the way, you know, you're going to be 2% worse. Yeah. And it's what I tell all, all my clients, yep. the whole process, it's one step forward, one step backwards. Two steps forward, one step backwards. Four steps forward, one yep. step backwards. Yep. Ten steps forward, but it might be three steps backwards. Yeah. But the trajectory over time is mm. just continuing to move up. And as you invest on yourself and build that, it's the same mm. as investing shares or investing stocks. Like You're not going to see that gradual build up throughout the first maybe five, ten years. Mm. But in... 40 or 50 years time those small incremental changes that could be $200,000 yeah by the end of it yeah 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 no that's spot on so 
I want you to talk a little bit about our current state of health. Like, where, where are we at? We're pretty cooked. Mm. We are pretty cooked. Seven out of ten deaths are caused by chronic disease. Yep. This is over in the US, but 530,000 infants between the ages of zero and five are prescribed with psychiatric drugs. Crazy. One out of ten women have PCOS. Yeah, the next one's crazy. One out of three males have infertile sperm. Mm. And by 2040, it's going to be around the 50% mark, Mm. which is just unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, More children are diagnosed with autism this year than AIDS, diabetes, and cancer. And then one out of six people in the US have an autoimmune disease. Mm. Yeah. And a perfect example of where we're at with our health right now is what's going on with vaping. What is going on with that? Why? So why can't the government, right, put an immediate stop to it? Why? Do you know the, the straight up answer? I don't. I assume it's profit. You would think profit so. Driven. Yeah. It's probably also getting getting someone back into that addicted state and desensitizing them to dopamine. Yeah. And do you think it is because the government deep down knows that it's going to create more issues that they're going to fix through the conventional lens which then makes them money? Or yep. is that a conspiracy theory? Is it? I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I believe in future truths mm. as a terminology for it. Mm. I reckon, I reckon you're spot on there, bro. Because yeah. what we're seeing now in the research, and even with the research, we've got to think about it. How long has this been? How long have people been vaping for? Last 10 years, maybe max? Oh, I don't even think it's that Not long, even. bro. I think e-cigarettes, they came onto the scene 10 years ago. Yeah. Vaping has been like slightly pre-COVID, post-COVID heavily. Yeah. Like around that time, four or five years, man. And now, like even on my way here, I saw I reckon three people on the freeway sucking on a vape while they were driving. Yeah, it's It's like it's it's easy, it's convenient, yeah, it's cheap, yeah, it's a quick quick hit, quick Quick dopamine hit, yeah, yeah. And now what we're seeing, especially the effects on on fertility, Mm. is for men age twenty and older, their risk of erectile dysfunction doubles. Yeah, from vaping, hundred percent, and we already without that have an issue exactly. with erectile dysfunction testosterone it's just, it's just exacerbating it so it's like even further if you're already someone that's struggling with it imagine what that's going to then do to it mm. and then the, the what my my favorite view on it is mm. you look at all these people during covid that rush to go get their vaccines they rush to get their booster they're getting their flu shots they're worried to death about this respiratory illness mm. Yet here they are sucking on a, a flavored USB mm. every single day. Yeah. Breathing those toxins that have cancer causing effects into mm. their body. Yeah. But oh I'm I'm healthy because I wear my mask yeah, and I, yeah, I yeah. get my booster shot. Because yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. And trust me, that flavored USB has no good tunes on it. <laughs> Zero good tunes. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. All that USB is filled with is tunes that you don't want to ever hear again. So yeah, man. Unplug that USB and ditch it. 100%. And even when we look at people that you you probably wouldn't consider to be to be unhealthy, the, for the average person, 90% of people have nutrient deficiencies. Mm. Yep. What do you think... What do you think is the cause of that? Do you think that is a combination of 
they're not eating enough foods with nutrients in it or their body is so stressed that it's not absorbing nutrients or it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. And the third thing is our farming mm. methods now. The nutrients within the food. The nutrients within that. The, the lack nutrients, of. The lack of the nutrients within the soil as well. Mm. Our foods are so depleted. Like look at magnesium, for example. Yep. Soil so depleted. We're never going to get enough magnesium. It's something that we all have to supplement with. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And and then we compound that by putting pesticides and herbicides and rodenticides, mm. fungicides all over the food that we do have. We we gen- genetically modify it as well, and it just becomes a a, yeah. a almost hollow food. Hundred percent. And that's when where you look at it now. Even if you are eating what you consider would be healthy, <clears throat> but then the issue is people aren't even eating those. Mm. What people are eating is packaged pre-made meals heat it up mm. they use their microwave yeah most people's color palette for their food ranges between yellow and, and brown yeah yeah fried crazy yeah it's scary man it's scary and again like with this podcast right i don't want to come on here and create a scarcity mindset mm. i don't want to scare people because like i watch content sometimes on instagram you get you get down some dark rabbit holes of, you know, all health coaches that I love. And, bro, sometimes you, you watch a piece of content and you fucking walk away a little bit scared. And that's a mm. good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing if to it create. it for change. 100% it's a great mm. thing. But then, because there is so much information out there, yep. you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. There's a lot of which you shouldn't be doing or you mm. can't do or it's, it's affecting you if you do. There needs to be a little bit more of... What can you do? Exactly. Yeah. Flipping the coin. Flipping the coin a little bit. What can you do today? Rather than... Because every time you pick up something, you're going to be fucking scared shit. Every time you walk into a supermarket, you're scared. It's like, bro, don't get me wrong. I still shop at Coles and Woolworths for certain things because there are some things I can get in there for the greater good of my health. Exact same. After I posted that reel about it, I, I was in there I was in there that night and I'm like, fuck, someone's probably going to look at me right now. Yeah. Being like, what's he doing preaching about? 100%. Not buying in there. But there are there are a few things. But again, it's it's that balance. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not overloading it and just being like, all right, I can never buy these things again. No. It's, it's all about balance. Yep. 100%. And... Here's another, I mean, this is a whole episode in itself. We want you to be able to get to the point with your health eventually that you can tolerate and handle some of the things that we've mentioned in the first place that you should stay away from. Exactly. So it's like, we want you to be able to have a little bit of gluten. Yep. We want you to be able to travel and enjoy some of the most cultural rich foods on the planet with a little bit of alcohol with it because, you know, if you want to go and you know, to the deep midst of Greece on some island and you want to get there and you want to experience what that culture has to offer and it's got alcohol and, you know, bread in it, what are you going to do? Not have it. No, you want to be able to have it, but you don't want to be able to respond poorly from it. 100%. So, yeah, that's another, that's another thing though. That is. And then we look at the current healthcare system now. So statistically, doctors have an average lifespan less than patients. So that just goes to show the stress that they're pushed under. And this is no way having a go at doctors or anyone in Western medicine. But when you look at it further, an average GP is in touch with around 41 patients a day or 41 clients a day. Now that is Mm. 
revolver door. You're coming in. Yeah. How? On average, they're spending nine point four minutes with patients. Yeah. And again, it's not the doctor's fault. No, it's, it's the, the system. system. Exactly. And then when we look even further into that, the way the system is, mm. one out of three Australians take two or more prescription drugs. And I, I love doing this with all my clients because we always run through in their health assessment, are you on any prescription meds? Yeah. Have you previously been on any prescription meds? Yep. Okay, what what are you on? Okay, why were you on that? Okay, how long have you been on that? Okay, mm. and what's the plan to get you off that? Mm. And they, have, they think about it and they're like, hang on a second, I've been told to take this indefinitely. I haven't been told to take this and be like, all right, we're going to get you on this in the meantime while we're addressing X, Y, Z. Mm. It's here's your prescription. You're on this for the rest of your life. Good luck. So what I get them to do is then they go into their GP with it and they're like, why am I on this medication? Is there a plan to get me off this? Mm. And the GP is just startled there because even they don't understand why they're on that medication in some cases. Yeah. But more importantly, they don't they don't know a way to get them off it. Yeah. It's and they, a, there's no solution long-term yeah. to get them off it. It's a checkbox system. Come in, you got a headache, take this. Come in, yeah. sawney, take this. It's a, it's, it's a checkbox it's, that they have to yeah. do. Yeah, a headache is a Panadol deficiency. Yeah, 100%. A headache, a headache is never a hydration deficiency. Nah. It's, never a, it's never a stress management nah. cause. Like it's always to do with let's get you out of pain right now, not look at the reason why you were in pain in pain in the first place and even when you look at physios if you go in there and you start (laughs) (laughs) yeah go if you go go. if you go in there and you've got you've got inflammation in a joint Mm. and they're doing all this body work on you but they don't for one second hey say hey what's your diet look like Mm. so you could be following everything that they say to a t and then going home and having seed oils eating gluten Mm. drinking alcohol having refined sugars, all these different factors. Mm. Yeah. And they're not even considering that. They're not even going to tell you that Mm. as an avenue for for your healing. Yeah. So it's almost like, it's almost like they're all in their, they're like they specialize in these, in this one thing. And this actually happened for, for another client that I know who's going through some issues with her ankle. She's seen four different specialists and they've all got a completely different opinion. Yep. But then they have no crossover between each other's area. Yeah. And what they need, what, what she needs to really get healed from her issue is she needs the four of them to sit in the room and have a discussion and come to an agreement mm. as to what the best idea is. So 100%. collaboration yeah, definitely. among all those different avenues of, yeah. of health. Yeah, definitely. And this is where I really want to get a guest on, Dr. Dan Kirkbride. I don't know if you know too much about him. He's friends with... Um, Geordie Briggs. Yep, he is like clinic, like clinician. He's osteo, so he's you know osteo by trade essentially. Yep, but he is a holistic health nerd like us. So his approach is let's focus on you know the alignment between your rib cage and your pelvis. Let's focus on breathing. Let's focus mm. on nutrition. Let's focus on stress management before any anything hands on related. He does a little bit of hands on. But the rest of it is like protocol, plan, lifestyle, mindset, all of that. So he's the guy that's like thinking outside the box. It's like yeah. The dudes at Corrective Culture, man, they'll do a little bit of stuff on the table. Yeah. You know, a little bit of a crack, a little bit of this, like, you know, get your ribs kind of moving a little bit better. But then it's all movement, breath work. Yeah. 
hundred percent, bro. And then going a little bit further into the the current state of health, if we talk about what surface level health looks like, Mm. let's talk about some things that we see people in today's world consider healthy that we probably wouldn't consider optimal or Mm. healthy. Yeah, but understanding, right? Understanding that some of these may be a starting point for you. Some of these for you are already going to start to bring some change. Yes, but... but there are there's s- levels to it exactly there are levels to it and i guess the list would be like and 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 with this list what we're talking about here is is generally the type of person who's going to the gym four or five times a week they're they're training hard they are eating what you consider a, a bit of a healthy standard australian diet low calorie high protein yeah. they're drinking they're drinking on the weekends mm. that's that's the 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 type of person faster cardio yeah Yep. So yep. so let's run through these. So so drinking three liters of tap water. Yep. What's the issue there, Zachy? Well, the issue there is quality hydration. Yep. Because what we understand about quality hydration is, like you were saying before, you were saying that there are there is magnesium that's depleted in our soil, right? Magnesium should be in water. Yet what is in our water? Fluoride. Chlorine, yep. herbicides, pesticides, all of those things in your tap Trace water. Trace amounts of pharmaceuticals. 100%, bro. 100%. And it's death by a thousand cuts here. Yeah. A glass of water isn't going to kill you. No. Not even a thousand glasses of water are going to kill you. For but sure. what they're doing is that they're slowly adding in more of mm. a toxin load and more yep. of a stress on the body. Yeah. So my mate, he got his tap water in Melbourne tested and it tested for 63% chlorine mm. in that tap water. Mm. You know, and you can imagine if you're drinking it, so three liters of water, so you're taking in all that chlorine, fluoride, all of those things, but then you're also showering in that, bro. Yeah. And your skin is and your biggest, biggest organ, organ. Exactly. absorbs two liters of water a day. Yep. And I actually did an oligo scan the other day, mm. which tests, so it's a scan of your hand and it tests the mineral content of. Your, your tissue so in your hands and I haven't drunk tap water in probably three years yep. I'd say my fluoride levels were still elevated and it's because we've just moved into our new house and we haven't got a we haven't got a filter on our on shower, shower. Yet. yeah and there you go I've got elevated levels and I'm someone who, who avoids mm. it as much as possible yeah yeah so think about someone who's then drinking it every day yeah has showered in it for 30 40 years because mm. we know fluoride's a, a neurotoxin mm the effect that it has on the body. Did you see the government recently, so I read it in the paper, the government recently come out and said we're not, there's no questions to be asked about fluoride. Mm. So the government's actually come out and said, no, nothing to see here. Move on. It's not bad for you. And there's multiple countries around the world that have banned it. Mm. Yeah. Specifically for that. So next we've got F45 six times a week. What are we thinking here? So this is a really interesting one, bro, because I can actually come out and say that I've been in this position, not Mm. particularly with the F45, but I was doing CrossFit twice a day, twice a day, every day. My step count was 20,000. My, you know, I used to wear a whoop at the time and it was basically telling me I'd overreach my training goal. And I thought that was a good thing. And bro, this is six months ago. Mm. Started working with a gut health coach and he's like, Bro, you just need to chill the fuck out, yeah? <laughs> just chill, bro. So all of my stress hormones, gone. Yeah. 
inflammation then, through the roof. And then when you're not remineralizing with electrolytes, high quality mm. water, yep. then you're just adding even more issues to that yep. HPA axis. And I think it's not a case of overtraining. It's a case of under-recovering. Mm. We don't have good enough tools in our toolkit to out-recover the way we train. And balance with that yang energy, the yin energy as well. Like you can train, like you can do F45 six times a week, go for it. But if you can't recover from those six sessions and you're not sleeping eight hours and we could go into some deep rabbit holes here, if you're not doing those things, then it's then putting you in a position where you are overtrained, you're overstressed. 100%. Low fat, low calories. Mm. What do you reckon here? Well, the thing about low calorie is... It's low health. Every low calorie option is missing health. Mm. So your calories are energy. Yes. So your and energy in in food form is information. Yep. Yep. So you might get the same amount of energy from a donut as you would a a bowl Mm. of blueberries. Hundred percent. But there's completely different levels of information Mm. within that energy. Yeah. So that low calorie. Biscoff overnight wheat bix with almond milk for breakfast. Mm. That's 150 calories, but it's 30 grams of protein. Yep. Cool. It's 130 calories, and yes, you will get body composition results from f- sticking to a macro plan. Mm. But where is that putting your health? Exactly. And then, what if it wasn't even the protein in there, and we're just having carbs for breakfast? So, yep. what about if I'm just having a bowl of wheat bix mm. for breakfast there? Well, what's that doing to me throughout the day? What happens is we need to be able to manage our blood sugar levels because if we don't manage our blood sugar levels, this is when we're going to come back with like a plethora of potential side effects that can be caused from you not being able to manage your blood glucose, obesity, Mm -hmm. um, insulin problems because mm-hmm. you're you, you just can't manage those blood sugar levels with insulin because you're you're giving it too much you're giving your too, body too much sugar because you're not like earning those carbohydrates yep autoimmune disease mm-hmm. um and then even further that's going to be issues around our neurotransmitters neurotransmitters which yep. are going to affect our energy levels and affect our mood yep which is why it's so common that you see those the two times for crashes for this is for people that are having carbs for breakfast yep there's a crash about an hour and a half after it. 100%. Majority of people that are having lunch, they're having a sandwich. Yep. What do, what do you always hear when you hear a client tell you about their energy levels? Mm. Oh, yeah, they're all right, but I usually get a crash about 2, 3 o'clock, mid-afternoon. Definitely, definitely. And it's because they're having that elevation in blood yep. glucose and then that massive spike crash. and crash. What goes up it. must come down. Mm. And if we can shift our thinking a little bit to go, well, all right, well, if I want to have better management of my blood sugar levels throughout the day, what is that going to then do from a positive Mm. point of view? It's going to help manage those blood sugar levels. It's going to start to use different energy systems within the body that's going to help with your metabolism, with ATP, so energy, give you real energy. It's going to give you more nutrients of the morning if you're having things like fat and protein of the morning. So then you're starting your day off with nutrients. 100%. 100%. So it's like there are so many positives from just shifting the way you think and the way you start the day. Start it, I, it, it's so funny because like 
people are like, is breakfast the most important meal? And I go, no, it's how you start the day is the most important thing. Yeah. Because starting your day and setting yourself up to win. So if you wake up, wake up, cold shower, you know, eggs of the morning, butter, whatever it might be, you're already feeling good. Exactly. So then you're going to want to do more good You've got the momentum rolling into the day. Yeah. Or if you're waking up, you're stressed, you're on your phone first thing in the morning. Yeah. You're rushing out of the door, you're in the car, you're eating while you're in the car, you're eating carbs. By 10 o'clock, you're going to be cooked. And then you're just like, shit, how am I going to do another five hours, six hours of work? I need coffee, I need caffeine, I need my vape, I need my dopamine hit, I need my little tool to pull Mm, me through and to get me going. We're always thinking about what can get me through the day, not not how I can get myself to be able to handle any situation throughout Mm, the day. And to thrive throughout the day. Yep. What about I only fill in the blank on the weekends? So let's say I only Mm. drink on the weekends. Yep. What are we thinking with that? Well, if we're only drinking on the weekends, that's... Only so seventy one percent of the time you're doing the right thing, mm. so that leaves a certain pretty big percentage. Yeah. So if you're in school, yeah, what are you getting? About a C plus. Yeah. Seventy one percent, maybe yeah. a B minus. Yeah, hundred percent. So you're doing okay. Yeah. But are you really optimizing your health? Mm. You're really being the best version of you doing that. Yep. One thousand percent. And it could be uh, only drink on the weekends. Or, you know, I only do a little bit of drugs on the weekends. Only smoke socially on the weekends. Yeah. You know, it's everything. Um, but again, some of you out there, you might be doing that every single day of the week. You yep. might be having a drink every single night. Yep. So that may be, as mm. we spoke about, that first step to begin to create that change. Yeah. We don't want to be the be-all and end-all here. We're not black and white with anything. No. It's all different shades of grey. So the question I would ask to you, are you better off being 100%, 100% of the time? Because that's not realistic. No. You can't be 100%, 100% of the time. But you can be 80%, 100% of the time. Yep. I think it's Nick Bear's quote, better to be consistently great than occasionally exceptional. Yeah. I love that. I think it's like, maybe it's consistently good than occasionally great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I rate that. And then when we think about the way that the Western views on health are mm. and hospitals and GPs and doctors. Yep. I'm, I'm going to run through some stuff here mm. and I guarantee, and this is, you're the exact same. This is what we tend to find is the root cause of a lot of people's health issues. Yep. Now these things here, you're going to be pushing it. If you're going to find, all right, let's start running through this. Chronic stress. Mm. It's starting to get recognized for what it, what it is and the importance of it. But still, you're going to be pushing it if you go to your GP and they say, oh, I think stress is, is your problem. Mm. Yep. Childhood trauma. You're definitely not getting anything there. Obviously, if you're going to see a psychologist, it's going to become a big component of it. But what we're starting to learn, an amazing book is The Body Keeps the Score. Your body understands what's happened on an emotional and energetic perspective from a young age. And yep. If you haven't processed those emotions, which I mean, if something's happened to you as a little kid, you don't have the tools to process something properly. You don't have that guide there. You don't have parents, etc. 
then that energy becomes stagnant and it becomes blocked. Mm. And then our cells similarly are blocked mm. in their ability to function properly. Yep. And that can lead to, I've seen it a lot, autoimmune conditions. It can lead to other chronic health conditions. Skin issues. Skin issues, exactly. So it's another thing yep. that would get neglected. Then yep. we look at mold exposure, mm. which is a really big one. Yep. Um, another one that we're, we're really going to hear being the root cause of someone's health issues. Literally went through it this year. Yep. Mold exposure. But yeah, we'll talk. Yep. Keep going. Then we've got tap water. Yep. Just spoke about that. that. We've got pesticides. We've touched on that. Poor oral health. Mm. So for those of you getting root canals and there's cavities within the mouth. Yep. If you've got infections, mm. they're going to burrow in there and they're going to cause downstream problems Definitely. to the rest of the body. And, and there is that transference between the oral microbiome mm. and the gut microbiome. And they talk about oral tolerance a lot. So mm. like when you have poor oral, to- oral tolerance, that's actually pretty hard to say, is it starts to then have a downstream effect and like it actually um, like interrupts the quality of saliva in your mouth, which we know that has... The salivary enzymes in there that we need to their digestion, digestion food, ex- all of that. So... Because exactly. you, you carry a certain amount of DNA mm. in your saliva. Mm. And so it's really important that we look after our oral health. And that doesn't mean... When we talk about oral health, it doesn't necessarily mean like brushing your teeth. That yeah. is a part of it. Yeah. But it's all about like the quality. And, and I've been learning about how much breath can actually yeah. affect... Tongue position as well. Tongue position, teeth. Yep. Like people that don't know how to breathe, they're going to have poor structured teeth. Mm. which is crazy but yeah another that's another rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) then we've got female one it's getting more and more common starting to get recognized breast implant illness Mm. so we want to think about what's actually going on there from that perspective yeah we've got artificial silicon i think so yeah the body's going to identify that and it's going to reject it nine times out of ten yeah and it's going to cause issues downstream with that toxin load within mm. the body. I just don't think silicon's meant to be in your body. No. No. No, definitely not. Poor sleep. Oh, another one. This is something we're going to touch on throughout the 1,000 episodes that we do. This is going to be something that we talk about a lot. Yep. Because it is... It's the, it's the most... It's the ultimate healing. It's doctor. the pillar. It's the it number is. one. It yep. is. It all comes... In, it comes down to your sleep. If you have a good sleep, it's all downhill throughout the day. If you've had a shitty sleep, you're running uphill. Yeah, with the weight on your back. With the wind in your face. Yep. Backwards. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we've got a, a lack of sunlight. Yeah. And and one that you've spoken to a lot, that role vitamin D mm. plays in, in testosterone in men. Yeah. But doesn't sunlight causes cancer though, right? Yeah. 100% bro yeah so yep. that's why you've got to make sure you're wearing banana boat every like if you're out in the sun for a second without anything on your skin you're fucked yeah you umbrella sunnies yep sunnies 50 SPF yep yep but then one day just go into the sun and just just go for it cook. like cook cook yourself just go in there for 10 hours <laughs> right, 5 hours in the front 5, five hours on the back yeah and just yeah. get Full on third degree burns, um, and that'll that'll suit you. You'll be right. You'll be right. You'll go to the skin doctor. You'll get your checks. You'll be sweet. 
Um, oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another that's another rabbit hole. And hey, Be, being truly sun smart, it's so funny because the next thing is sunlight and seagulls. Because yeah, if you have too much or too much of an abundance of seagulls within the body, creating a certain amount of inflammation, it actually then yeah. doesn't and help the breakdown of vitamin D from sunlight. It causes a negative response. Exactly, have- and that and further onto that is the way that seed oils ultimately being lipids and creating our cell membranes become oxidized under high levels of heat mm. and stress yep. and therefore become unstable. Yep. So that's why we've got people that are pumped full of seed oils yep. that then put sunscreen on their skin that then get burnt on top of that yep. and their skin cells become mm. mutant. Yeah. And that's how you develop skin cancer. Crazy. And probably other cancers because, again, this is not in absolute, but you know, testosterone... And good functioning testes is essential for optimal male health, yet we store seed oils within our Leydig cells. Yep. And then our testes are also too hot. And we yep. know about heat and seed oils. And so if they're, you got heat and you got inflammation in the Leydig cell, what's happening there? We're yep. causing an abundance of... And that's one of the, the most highly turned over cellular activity is mm. within the testes in men yeah which is why it's quite common now we're seeing more and more testicular cancer mm. and then people have got their 5g on their phone right next to the old boys in that front pocket just getting zapped yeah yeah and last last one here for the females the contraceptive pill mm. and the myths around you can get pregnant at any time within the month well in fact there's, there's probably six days where you're actually able to get pregnant the three days leading up to ovulation, yep. day of ovulation, and then the three days post-ovulation. So let's say a week. Mm. The rest of that month, you're not actually able to get preg- pregnant. And it's one of the big things, obviously, that it, it gets, it's a selling point for females. But what we actually see happen is that the contraceptive pill blocks the production of progesterone, mm. which is one of the most protective hormones in the female body. Yep. So we see cases of PCOS, endometriosis ramp up, Mm. We see PMS, we see so many different symptoms here, and it's I, I don't know if you've seen the study, bro, but the have you seen the study on how the oral contraceptive pill will change a woman's preference in men by altering their um their the way that they perceive pheromones in the body? No. So they'll actually go for men who are closer genetically to a female, purely based on the alterations that the the contraceptive Fuck. pill causes. It's crazy, bro. Wow. Yep. That is, that's fucked up. Yep. So, with all of those things, mm-hmm. prevention is better than cure. Yep. Yeah. We live in a cure-based system. Yep. We live in a reactive system where, yes, the Western medicine, medical system is incredible. If you've just been in a car crash and your legs Fucking split open... Um, no amount of praying or meditation or breath work or supplements are going to fix that. You've got to go to a fucking hospital. Yeah, bro. But yeah. if you've got this chronic health condition and you're given mm. you're given a yeah a year long or a, a lifetime long yeah. medication to go on to cover up the check engine sign, if you want to think yeah. of it the way of a car, yeah. Then that's not mm. truly addressing the root cause and healing. That's just masking the symptom so again it's having the right tools for the right job so i know right now if i break my leg surfing 
I'm probably not going to then sit on the beach and do some breath work straight after that to try and unbreak my leg. Yep. Yep. So I know that I have the tool for the job and that tool for the job is to go see someone that can fix that because that shit's going to need to be repaired. But if I've got bloating, for Mm. example, I'm probably going to talk to someone that really knows about why I'm bloating. Yep. Not talk about a thing that can stop me bloating straight away. Yep. So that's where the difference is. Mm. You know that the Western way of thinking and the you know the the conventional system has its place and there's a lot of tools in there for the right job. Yeah. But when it comes to a lot of other things, there are people out there that aren't doctors mm. that can actually get you to a place where you want to go without being caught up in that conventional system. 100%. So we need to understand that they're both they're like it's good. It's 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 awesome to have that system, like that system there. We need it. Mm. We'd be fucked without it. Mm. But when it comes to health, yeah, and not a broken leg, yeah, yeah, look at alternative paths. Exactly. Mm. I reckon that's that's a good little wrap up of yeah of where we're at. A bit of an overview, and that's that's pretty much why we we want to put this podcast together. I'm sure for many of you listening, mm. that there may have been a few things that have come up, and you're like, oh. I didn't know that. Mm. Well, that's exactly what we want to do. Yep. We want to bring things up that you're not going to hear about, as we said, when you go to the doctor or yep. things that you're not going to hear about your parents say because the majority of our health information that we learn comes from our parents as we mm. grow up. Yep. And then that builds our systems and our beliefs around health. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, question it. Like if you heard something in here today, question it. Ask, ask yourself, oh shit, like I probably need to look into that myself and look into it. Mm. Do your own research. Become educated on it or ask if you're working with a health coach, ask your health coach about it. Or if you're not working with a health coach and you think, oh shit, like, yeah, I do feel like that. I do feel like I have low energy, I'm bloating, all the, all those things. Talk to someone that you align with, mm. that you like and you could see yourself working with that understands your problem that you're suffering with and ask some questions. That's exactly. the best thing you can do. Just ask questions. 100%. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up. But as always, peace. Peace.